my Surrender Church family. You are loved, and I'm excited to be with you today. I just read this book called They Found the Secret by that guy. And in this book, they find a secret. What was the secret, you ask? That we are supposed to be living the resurrection life of Jesus. Jesus has freely given us his resurrection life. And that's what Paul has taught us in the first two chapters. But how are we supposed to live a resurrection life? How do we really put into practice what we've learned? How do we go from hearing only to actually doing a resurrection life? How do we get this wonderful gospel that's in our hearts and actually get it up into our mind and out into our life? How do we do that? Well, that's exactly what we're going to learn today. Uh, oh, wait. Excuse me. I'm getting a phone call. Hello? Yeah, I'm, I'm in the middle of something. Oh, wait. Oh, hello, friend who's struggling with hard things, difficult things. Oh, yeah, you're struggling? You're having a hard time? Oh, you're, you're struggling. You're not succeeding? You're failing? You're not letting Jesus control your life and your actions? Wow. Well, let me give you some really bad advice. Are you ready for some bad advice? Here's the bad advice. Just do it. Yeah, that's right. Just do it. Just do your best. You, you know what the Bible says. Just do it. You know what the right thing to do is. Just do it. Just do it. Nike. Just do it. Guys. I've heard this advice so many times before in my life, in ministry, throughout my experience. I have heard this advice, just do it. And this advice is lazy. It's unbiblical. It's disconnected from the gospel of Jesus. The gospel, which is the resurrection life of Jesus that's supposed to be flowing through us. That resurrection life of Jesus that's been given to us. Just do it is self-focused and flesh-powered. Just do it. No. No, I don't think I will. But if that's not our plan, then what is our plan? Our plan is to practice. Practice. We just talk about practice. We sitting here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. We have to learn how to walk in the Spirit. We have to learn how to live by resurrection life, and we have to practice it. Day by day, we're going to practice using our minds 
to walk in the Spirit, plugging into the truth and life that flows from Jesus. Our text is Colossians 3, 2. Set your mind on things above, not on things of earth. That's what we're going to talk about today. Set your mind on things above, not on things of earth. Paul is teaching us how to live this resurrection life that Jesus has already given to you. We are to set our mind Set your mind like a compass, like you set your course to a compass. When you're pirating the seven seas, you constantly go back to your compass to make sure you're headed in the right direction. You set your heading and direction according to a compass. And for us to live by his resurrection life, we need to set our mind by his compass Every day. We don't set our minds on how we feel or what we see or what we can do or even what we think. We're supposed to set our minds on things above. It's not a magic North Star, but it's the heavenly realities of the risen life of Jesus. Our relationship, our connection, our union. To Jesus is what we set our minds with and by. His resurrection life, a living connection to God through the grace of Jesus Christ. This is not just our head in the clouds, but it's a mind that's determined to know and live by all the grace that God wants to supply and give to his child through Jesus. It's a heavenly life and a resurrection life. Set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. Not on things on earth. That means not man-sourced, not flesh-sourced, not natural, not man-made. We tend to get enticed by things that we can naturally produce. These natural, man-produced, flesh-produced lives are so enticing and shiny to us. I can't until you say, watch me dazzle like a diamond in the rock. Struck my stuff, my stuff is so shiny. And your mind is part of your flesh. And our flesh should not be our boss, so our mind should not be our boss. You shouldn't run your life based on your mind. Your mind should actually serve the Holy Spirit that dwells inside you. That spirit that was given to you, which is another way of saying your shared resurrection life with Jesus. We have to learn how to change the way that we think. From, I can do this through my flesh, to, I'm going to trust in Jesus. I will trust God and receive the grace of Jesus. I can do it, or he will do it for me. 
How does your mind usually think? Well, I don't know about you, but I am constantly in my flesh by default every morning. I wake up and my mind is in this I can do it mode already. So I have to practice, we all have to practice living in and walking in the Spirit, choosing to trust in and celebrate God's faithfulness in our lives, learning to think by God's grace and walk by God's grace. Let's read 1 Peter 1.13. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Your mind is a battlefield. It's where the battle is lost or won. Peter tells us we have to practice using our mind. And we have to fully choose to hope in his grace. Not in ourselves, but in his grace. And that's a mind thing. Choosing to hope in his grace. You have to train your mind to choose to hope in his grace. To learn to fully trust in his grace. We have to let our mind wrestle with it. Mull it over. And consider the two different options that we have of either trusting in self and in flesh or trusting in God's faithfulness. We need to deeply consider the ramifications of where we're putting our hope, of whether we're trusting in flesh or whether we're going to walk in and trust in the grace that Jesus provides for us. And that is how we walk daily in his grace. We have to wrestle through it. Jesus has every intention of giving you all of his grace, being faithful to you. But will we fully put our trust in it? Will we fully walk in all that he wants to give us? Can't we just hold on to our fleshy strength just a little? I mean, I know I have something good to offer. I know I can do some good things in my flesh. Not according to the gospel of the grace of Jesus. We need his grace and we must abandon all fleshly efforts and fleshly hope in order to trust completely in him. We need to practice seeking the heavenly resources that God has for us through Jesus. That's in the unseen world or the spiritual life. And we have to practice rejecting man's way, the flesh way, of doing things by my own strength, my own power, by my trying harder, by giving more or doing more. These are things we can see when we put trust in our selves, in our flesh, and things that we can see, control, things that we can do, we can offer. We need to practice trusting in him and practice rejecting the flesh. Practice, practice, practice. What does it look like to practice? What does this really look like? Hebrews 4.16, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let us come boldly, it says. 
Don't be shy about coming to Jesus. Don't be shy about your need to practice. Don't be lazy about your need to practice. Run to the place where we receive heavenly grace. Run to his throne of grace. His throne is where Jesus dispenses all of his grace, love, peace, joy, anything that we need, he gives us there at his throne. He's pouring it out. And he says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, all who are thirsty, all who have any need, come to me and I will supply it. I will give it. I will be faithful, Jesus says. So I'm supposed to set my mind on these heavenly things. How can I tell what my mind is set on? 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So what are you looking at? What am I looking at? Your eyes are attached to your brain. Are you looking at the things that you can see, like your friends, your job, your money, your circumstances, what you can bring to the table? These are things you can see. This is the seen world. Or are we looking to the things which we can't see? The love and the grace of God. Hoping in this invisible God who promises you that he'll be faithful. Well, is this really that serious, what we set our mind on? Is it really that important that we practice how our minds work? Galatians 5, 16 and 17. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these things are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. Yes, it is so vital and important that we learn to walk in the spirit. What we choose to think on and hope in will set us in a direction that will either end up close to God and Jesus and living by his resurrection life, or it will lead us down a path that leads us very far away from him, far away from his will, far away from his life that he has for us. We have to set our minds daily so that we're walking the right direction, either down a path of love and joy and sonship, where we're alive with hope and the love of God in our hearts, or, or down a path of doing things we hate. If you're in that good place, if you're going that good direction, then praise God with all your heart for his grace and his love in your life. And if you're in that bad place, then we need to learn to set our minds according to his grace, to live by his grace and walk in his spirit daily. Like this old hymn says, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will go strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Let's do our Spurgeon quote.
Spurgeon said, have a relish for things above and study industriously the things above. Our mind needs his grace. Our mind cannot operate the way it was designed to without his grace. We need to study it. We need to learn to love it and learn that, that his grace is the way that he pours his life into our hearts and our lives and our mind. You have a mind that needs to be exercised to be able to trust in God's grace and walk in God's life, his resurrection life. We need to practice occupying our mind with his resurrection life, the grace that Jesus gives to us through his life and death on the cross. Jesus wants us to practice living by his daily resources of grace, his resurrection life to be a reality for us to live in and walk in every day. We've got to practice it. We've got to walk in it every day, making small choices that I'm going to think the way his grace teaches me to think. I'm going to walk according to what he can do, not what I can do. What he gives, not what I can give. My family, Jesus loves you and he has so much grace to pour out on you. Let's seek him together.